he's gonna always lie i mean i, I used to lie to my parents all the time and it was even worse <laughs> i was a very bad kid so you're just thankful he's not acting like you did <laughs> Yeah, definitely. You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related. Real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Okay, folks, welcome back to episode 153 of the Nacho Kids Podcast. Yes, welcome back. <laughs> We're back from Texas. Woohoo! Can't tell y'all what happened. What happens in Texas stays in Texas. Is that what it is? Yeah. Isn't that what they say? I've oh, wait, that's that. Vegas. I was going to say, I've <laughs> never heard that. <laughs> okay, two things before we get started today, folks. Number one, the winner of the Nacho Kids Academy, Linda Dunham Scholarship, is dun, 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 B. Lee. Ooh, B. Lee. Congratulations. We will get you started in the Nacho Kids Academy. Just check your email. That's right. All right. Second thing. We have a disclaimer. Dum, da, da, dum. <laughs> That's an, um, <laughs> that deserves a drum roll, too. Dum, da, da, dum. It's not a drum roll. It can be. Okay. A drum roll is. Okay. This podcast interview has mentions of miscarriage. And is of adult content. So listen to it after after everybody goes to bed. <laughs> Do not let sweet little precious ears hear this. So David, let's talk about fairness when it comes to the kids, stepkids, bio kids, ours kids, all that stuff. It's an illusion. We see it a lot. It's not fair. My kids have to do chores and his kids don't. It's not fair. That my kids have to do chores and her kids don't. It's not fair that my kids have to go to bed at 8 p.m. and yours get to stay up till 9. It's not fair. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah, fill in the blank. Y'all, we get it. But here's the thing. Is if you have parenting standards for yourself as a parent, are you going to lower those just because somebody else doesn't parent their kid? So if you think it's important for your kids to have chores to teach them responsibility, are you going to say, oh, it's okay, they don't have to do chores because David doesn't make his kids do chores and it's just not fair? And you're going to have those conversations with your kids because they're going to bring it up. Mm -hmm. But um, they're going to happen in the nuclear family too. Yes. <laughs> it's not it's not step family specific here. Um, but you're mm -hmm. right. If if I don't have a problem with my kids staying up to 10 o'clock, but you want Jackson in bed by 9, I mean, why do I have to make my kids go to bed an hour early? Because you want your kid to go to bed an hour early. Because it's not fair to sweet little Jackson, David, well, then Jackson that your kids are up. still up. But then he gets tired the next day. Well, then that's when you explain to him that that's why you want him to go to bed earlier than my kids. But he's only five. <laughs> still. <laughs> After 13 years, he's still only five. And then we see where a step-parent and a bio-parent will have an hours kid. And just say, for instance, the stepmom says, well, he's harder on our hours kid than he's ever been on his kids. Mm -hmm. Be thankful. What you complaining about? <laughs> he trying to fix his mistakes, girl. He realizes the mistakes he made. And he ain't going to do it with this kid. 
Well, you know why? Because he don't have guilty parent syndrome with this kid. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Because he's not parenting through the same challenges. Yeah, I mean he's parenting his his bio kids that are in you know part of the blend. He's parenting them or not one way or not. Yeah, because you know there's guilt around what happened or you know they're having to jump back and forth. There's all these different things that the hours kid doesn't have to do. They don't have to go shuffling around every few days to somebody else's house and deal with a divorce or whatever, all those other things. And so they get treated differently because the circumstances are different. Okay. So you've got this hours kid Mm -hmm. and you say you have a bio kid. I have a bio kid and we have an hours kid, right? Mm -hmm. Each of our kids that we brought into the relationship get two Christmases, two birthdays, to Easter's, to blah, 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 blah. Our kid doesn't. Mm-hmm. But that's not fair. <laughs> we'll get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> so are we supposed to have two birthday parties for our hours kid? Two you, Christmases? You do you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> but think about this, folks. If you want things to be fair, then... You better give that hours kid two Christmases, two Thanksgiving, two birthdays, two Halloweens, two Easter's, two July Fourths. You name it, because you got to be fair. Yeah. And if the other bio parent takes your kid to Greece, <laughs> you better take your hours kid too, and your bio kid, because you got to be fair. Mm-hmm. And if you buy little Susie tampons, by God, you better get little Johnny some, because you've got to be fair. <laughs> okay, you done went crazy now. <laughs> I wish people could see the look on your face. <laughs> well, we know we, this time of year, start going into the vacation season, we do hear that sometimes where the stepkids, you know, they just got back from this big trip. And now the the family's thinking, okay, um, well, we just, you know, the stepkids just got back from this big trip. And, you know, they shouldn't go on the vacation with us because they just got back with this other thing. And so we yeah, should they've just already take, had one big trip this summer. Yeah, so we should just take um, the other kids, which, you know, I mean, it's a big old mess. Just you, you have to figure out what works for you on things like that and understand that, yeah, you're going to have that. You're going to have some times where the stepkids have been on this big immaculate trip and you're still planning to take them on a trip. And your kids, they only get one vacation, whereas the stepkids got two. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just that's the way it is. Do you want to make? Do you want to make it a big deal and a big issue in your relationship, or do you just want to say it is what it is? You can't control what the other side does. If they decide to do that, then okay, great. I'm glad my kids got to experience going to Disney World, and thankfully, I didn't have to take them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, or pay for it yeah i remember that time that um my ex took the kids to to disney and they were staying in a in like a condominium resort and and i get a phone call you Mm -hmm. you remember this i get a phone call from the condominium resort saying that they have one of my kids and he can't find his family (laughs) and i don't know how old they were 10 12 
something like that. Yeah. Um, do you talk, you talking about trying not to go ballistic because part of me is like, is he okay? The other part of me is like, where the crap is she? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and it, I really had to try hard not to fill in a lot of blanks, you know, like she's goofing off or she's going shopping somewhere and left them by themselves or whatever the case might be. It happens that it was just one of those things where they, they run off and do their own thing. And his brothers apparently turned around and went one direction while he was, his eyes were locked on something else. And he didn't realize that everybody had turned and went a different direction. And so, you know, happens all the time, but I was not happy that, my kids states away and um, can't find any of the family members because, you know, you always think about those kids that get kidnapped or something happens to a woman. Man, it, it was, I just had to let it go because it wasn't going to do any good fussing with her about it. Well, the funny thing is they remembered your phone number and not hers. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I remember one time. I was doing something. I was in the house. I was kind of like busy, kind of panicked for some reason. I don't really know why. And the cops pull up. Well, I mean, I don't know anybody that gets happy when the cops pull up, unless you're married to a cop or something like that. So I'm like, why the popo in my yard? (laughs) So I go to the door, and these two cops get out, and I'm like, huh? Okay. Now, granted, my son's not with me. The triplets aren't here. And then the cops asked me if I know Branson, Ethan, and Mason Sims. Y'all, my heart dropped. I'm thinking something has happened to the triplets. And then I was like, wait a minute. Mason's not with Branson and Ethan. So this can't be like something happened to all of them. So all this is going through my head. And I know these cops are looking at me because I'm probably got this uh, 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 look on my face. They were there to warn them about the drinking and driving on prom night. <laughs> Did you tell them they should have um, changed their approach? <laughs> well, I don't know, man. Just something. It was just nerve-wracking because they didn't say, you know, is Ethan Branson or Mason here? It was, do you know them? Mm-hmm. You know, and you always watch these TV shows and the cops go knock on the door and be like, we're sorry to inform you, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of scary. Don't know what got me on that topic. Okay. How did I get on that topic, David? I don't know. Uh, being scared with the kids, probably. All right. We do know summer is coming up with these kids. You know what? Instead of taking a full week with the kids and being all stressed out, take a half week with the kids and then a half week by yourself. Yeah. You know, that is an interesting point since we're talking about vacations. You don't have to necessarily go on this long five-day, seven-day, 10-day, whatever vacation. Because oftentimes that's where we hear people flipping out. They're like, Oh my God, I was with seven days. I was, Oh my, it was after, after the second day I was about ready to kill myself. <laughs> after the second day I was about ready to flip out. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then when you do a, a, a vacation and you're including the kids, then make it two days or three days, just do a, mm-hmm. a, a weekend or a long weekend. There's yep. nothing that says you have to do that. What we would do is we'd split it up. So, they still got. We talked about this recently. We did. We were on a coaching call. Oh, we would split it up where they still got a full week's vacation, but 
we we didn't have to do it all at one time. It was because we had the same issues. Like after the second, third day, dude, everybody's like, it's, it's too much. Well, when you got five kids, there's always somebody that ain't happy. Yeah. So we split it up and, and we would say, okay, we're going to do one three-day vacation here and then another three-day, four-day vacation here, whatever it happened to be. Um, and honestly, it went a lot better. It went a lot better for everybody. And then they thought they were getting two vacations when really it was still the same amount of time, still the same amount of money. I mean, it mm-hmm. was, of course, you had to take time off differently, but it worked out a lot better, a lot better. So consider mm-hmm. that. Break the rules, yep. fellas. Break the rules. <laughs> Stay tuned in the outro, and we will give you two more Step Family Vacation Tips. All right. Our guest today is Stepmom Jen. Stepmom Jen has been blending for five plus years, has a stepson that is 10 years old, and she is currently expecting her own sweet bundle of joy. The hardest part of her blend has been a bipolar slash childish stepmom. Best advice, pray for peace. Not that it's a surprise, but bio mom tried to start problems with stepmom Jen and her significant other. It happens, folks. It does. Stepmom Jen was willing to try to get along with the bio mom, but let's just say it didn't work out that way. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That's how I'm telling y'all this time, folks. All right. Well, let's get into the podcast interview. But before we do, I want to let everybody know that if you head over to the Nacho Kids Academy, you can find all of our training resources to help better your blend, save your sanity. So go check that out at nachokidsacademy.com. And if you're interested in joining a completely anonymous private group that you can chat in, you know, think of it like a Facebook group, but completely private, completely anonymous and all that good stuff. Then head on over to nachokids.com and click on the club and you can read about it there and see if you want to join that as well. All right, let's all right. get into our interview. Today we have stepmom Jen. Hey Jen, how are you? Very well, thank you. How are you? Doing well. So tell us a little bit about your blend. How long have you been blending? I have been blending for five plus years. How many stepkids, bio kids, all that stuff? I only have one stepson. He is going to be turning 11 this year. I did enter his life right before he turned five. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been a roller coaster. It really has. And how often do y'all have stepson? We have them every other weekend. Okay. So just every other weekend. Well, weekend and week. So it's basically every other week. Okay. All right. So tell us a little bit about the challenges that you've had. Okay. So in the very beginning, I did have a lot of issues with the bio mom. The bio mom was very dramatic, very immature didn't know really how to navigate that relationship. And since this was my first relationship with somebody that had a child, I was actually told in this relationship that the mom wouldn't be an issue, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> that turned out to be a lie. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she just always tried to create some type of drama between me and my husband. Now he's my husband, but, um, yeah, she was uh she wasn't very nice. She would tell the kid a lot of things saying that I'm not uh you know, I'm nothing to the kid. 
And um, she just made it very impossible, you know, just very disrespectful with certain things that she would uh, do and say. And um, yeah, she I mean, she's told my husband before when we first started that we're not going to last and that I'm just a girl looking into, you know, I'm just trying to get like some some validation of a stepmom, which in reality, when we first started, I was very much involved with like the kids schoolwork and doing projects and, you know, making sure he went to the doctor's appointments and the dentist and all of that stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just did it because it came out of me, like it came out of love just to make sure that everybody was well taken care of. But right. to her, it just seemed like I was overstepping a lot of times. How long had they been separated when you and your now husband started dating? They actually were separated for quite some time. They never married. They had their kid out of wedlock, mm-hmm. not expecting it, not planned. And unfortunately, my husband did away for some time due to some issues, some personal issues that he had. So he wasn't really involved in the kid's life. You know, he was in the very beginning when she gave birth, but Mm. then he got sent away. And yeah, I mean, they've always been separated. So when did your husband start having contact with his son again? He's always had contact with his son. It's just the kid was way too little to understand. So basically what I'm just trying to say is my husband ended up going to prison Mm -hmm. and uh, he went, he, I think he went there for two years. So the baby was literally a baby, you know? So he was always a part of the life, but not really, you know? And when he did get out, he did go through custody battles and he ended up getting full custody. Wow. Yeah. He did because she ended up wanting to take the kid to Tallahassee or something like that. She wanted to take him up north. And um, the dad was like, no, he has to stay here with the whole family and all that stuff. So he ended up getting a lawyer and it just ended up working on his favor. But he never really took full responsibility. I mean, like he would always take full responsibility of the child, but he didn't necessarily take all of her all of her time with the kid. Right. So even though he had full custody because she was wanting to move, he still allowed her to get the kid more often. Absolutely. Yep. Even though the custody agreement was he was the the correct parent, you know, like he had full custody of the child at all times. Mm-hmm. He still ended up giving her his like the 50-50. Okay. And I take it she never moved. No, she didn't end up moving. You know, that's when I was told she wasn't going to live here, but she didn't. (laughs) She didn't end up moving and it was just very chaotic from that point. And then she ended up having another boyfriend at the time when I came into their lives. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that would have been great. But she also did a lot of stuff and she went to jail too for hitting him, aggravated assault in front of her children. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a crazy story. It really is. How long she go to jail for? She only went for a night. Her, Her father ended up bailing her, but she decided to take both of her children to a Miami tailgate, which is, you know... I don't know if you've ever been to a tailgating, but normally you go there to drink. Right. And 
you know, play some beer pongs and stuff like that. And she just decided, hey, let's take both of the kids. And her baby girl was just, I want to say, I think a year old. Wow. So, yeah, at that time, it was very, she was very young. I mean, when I heard the story, I was like, who the heck in the right mind would take a baby to a tailgate? But like I said, in the very beginning, she's very immature. And, you know, she's, I, I don't even know how to describe her. So did you ever have contact with her at all? Like in the beginning, you tried to coordinate pickups and drop-offs or anything like that? Of course, I I did try to talk to her in the beginning, but um, she's one of those people that she would like smile in your face. And then when things don't go right her way or her, you know, or she wouldn't have a good day, she would flip the script and then you're like the evil person to her and she's the victim and she doesn't want to do anything with me because at the time I was just nobody to her or to the son. She's two-faced. Yeah, she's extremely two-faced. You would think that she would try to nurture that relationship. I mean, I know that we have many people on here that that's not the case. But I know with my son, when his dad had a long-term girlfriend and my son liked her, I wanted them to have a good relationship. Yeah, I mean... I was always open to it, you know, and even after she went to jail for just that one night, you know, I hear about it and I did try to talk to her face to face and telling her that I'm praying for her. I even asked her, you know, I invited her to my church to mm -hmm. do ladies ministry and that was just the good in me and she, she never went through it or anything like that, but she would tell me so many crazy things that, you know, she's just trying to do this and, and she's doing a therapy and a whole bunch of things and that she had wished that she had a better relationship with my husband. And, you know, I told her, I said, listen, I spoke to my husband and he clearly says that he does not want to have any type of relationship with you. He just wants to talk to you regarding the kid. And that's all you're going to get from him. But I tried to step in and be her friend. Mm -hmm. She needed somebody and um, she never took it well. And I don't think still to this day, she even likes the idea that she's cool with me and not cool with my husband. Do you think she has hard feelings that her and your husband didn't work out? I think so. I think she's a type of person that carries like old baggage, if you say, because I see now with my stepson, I'm like very, I, I control his phone since we pay for it. And uh, we have him under a family plan. So it, it limits him with searching the web and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that she sent him pictures of like her and my husband back in the days, like years ago. And it's just like, there's no need for it. You know, that's like, so that's so long ago. So right. I still think that she's jealous, you know, even though we're married and we've moved on and I'm currently expecting. Oh, you know? yeah, that did not help things, did it? No, and I would figure that it would because, I mean, it's already been five plus years. This year is going to be six years that I've been in their life and already one year fully married. Right. So, you know, I've never, I never left. I've never been in an argument that I ended up leaving. Or, you know, breaking up, there was no breakup. So 
it's been very healthy over here on our side. And the kid sees that. I mean, the good thing about my relationship with the kid is that he really respects me to a point. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if she doesn't like that. I can't confirm that, but you know, you could sense it. Sometimes right. you sense it. And yeah, I just feel like she's a little so jealous. And, you know, she tells my kid that I am jealous that they used to date back then. And I told my kid just joking around. I was like, what would I be jealous about? You know, your mom really has nothing to offer. So, yeah, you refer to him as your kid. Yeah, I do. I do. Do you parent him like you think you will your kid? Mm, No. So I don't think that. I will because it's just different, but I do call him my kid because I don't know. I guess I just grew up calling him my kid to Mm -hmm. certain people and to my coworkers and stuff like that since he is my stepson, but um, I have a special love for him. Do I think it's going to be the same as my own? I don't think so because there's just certain, you know, there's certain, I guess, feelings. You can't dismiss DNA. Correct. 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 There you go. I mean, you just said it. So I love him dearly, but um, I'm sure I would love my child a thousand times more just because I would die for my child. Right. So you do or you don't parent stepson? I do. I do parent him. I do speak to my husband a lot, too, about parenting him. And my husband has always been, has always supported me. And, you know, he always agrees. He's never told me, oh, you can't do this or you can't do that or you can't tell him this. You know, he's never, he's always allowed me to move forward with any type of discipline or, you know, any type of chores. Mm -hmm. And I like to keep my house clean. Not, I'm not a clean freak, but definitely I like to pick up. And since he was little, I've always showed him how to pick up himself, you know, to use a vacuum, to mop, Mm -hmm. to do certain little things here and there that now as he's getting older, I'm definitely implementing it more, which by now you would figure that he just knows. But there's just some weeks that I let it slide that I don't even do anything or I don't tell him to pick up that much. Mm-hmm. And then you have weeks that on his case, because I keep telling him now that I am pregnant, I'm going to need your help so much more. Right. So does he have chores and stuff at buy a mom's house? I don't think so. I've asked him and he says that he picks up sometimes, but it's not every week. Mm-hmm. And if you were, you know, if you were to show me specific videos or pictures of his room or of the house, it's a hot mess. Okay. It's a hot mess. And ever since he was little, he would always come back with bug bites and sunburns because he walks around in the neighborhood without shoes. I mean, it was, yeah. So in the beginning, when you and your significant other started mm-hmm. seeing each other. Yes. When, did y'all move in together before you got married? Yeah, we did. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you moved in together, did y'all talk about what your role would be? For instance, did he say, I want you to be mom to my son. I want you to 
discipline him. I want you to take him to doctor's appointments. Did y'all discuss anything like that? Or was it more of you came in and with your motherly instincts just kind of took over those things? Yes, I would say yes. As soon as I came in, my motherly instinct kicked in and just took over. We really never had a a talk about it in specifics, but Mm -hmm. he did tell me that he definitely wanted a stable relationship to, you know, show his son and that he would need a mother figure. You know, even though he had his mother, Mm -hmm. that he would still hope for somebody good enough to show him as a as another mother figure. And ever since he said that and I've always came into their life and they came into my life and it just worked out. And you know, the kid never called me mom. He did have a moment where he did call me mom, Mm -hmm. but it just kind of felt weird with all the years that he just always called me by my, by like my step, you know, by my nickname. Uh-huh. I was just telling, I told him, I was like, well, if you don't feel comfortable telling me mom, just don't even call me mom. You know, you could call me Jen. I right. prefer you calling me Jen, something that you're comfortable with. And he's like, okay. And we just went back to Jen. I mean, we have our own little nicknames here and there, mm-hmm. but um, I never really forced myself onto the kid. Right. I allowed him to come to me. And over the years, we've built this beautiful relationship because he comes to me when it's about his friends, when it's about school. I mean, granted, he is a little afraid of telling me about school so much because I will have the talk with him and telling him you need to, you know, put your stuff together And you really need to achieve more stuff because I know he can't. He's a very advanced kid. Mm -hmm. And there's just times that he knows how to manipulate the situation because at his mom's house, he doesn't get to do all the things that he does over here. Oh, at my house, I make him read. I make him do chores. He's more independent and definitely more mature. At his mom's house, it's like chaos. Has he ever given you pushback? Even from the beginning, when you would tell him to do something, you know, if you said, hey, I need you to come pick up your toys. Did he ever say anything like no or just ignore you? No, but he does tell me that he would do it later on. Mm-hmm. So I tell him, <laughs> OK, as long as you get it done. And eventually he does. I'm, as any other kid, I think uh, he, he, he tends to forget just in the moment. If I see him walking around not doing anything, then I'll be like, hey, did you pick up your room or did you, you know, did you do this? And he'll be like, oh, no, I forgot. And then I'll be like, okay, well, can you get it done now? And he's like, yeah. And he gets it done. So, yeah, I mean, I I definitely want to say the kid respects me. You know, he definitely does. And and I'll even ask him, I was like, are you even happy that I'm pregnant and all that stuff? And he tells me, yeah. And, you know, he's pretty much excited for this child. He really wanted a brother, but I ended up having a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he can still play with her with things that he would a brother. So, yeah, but he was like, you have no idea. He would like wake up in the morning and be like, oh, that's my brother. I can't wait to do this and do that. Like he was so into it. Ever since we found out I'm having a girl, he like, (laughs) he stopped talking about the whole pregnancy. Oh, no. I guess you're just going to have to have another one. Well, I don't know. I'm not 100%. (laughs) You're like, hang on, let me get this baby out first, and then we can talk (laughs) about other stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. I I I don't I think this is going to be the last one honestly. Why do you think that? Well, I have had some complications. Oh, okay. Yeah. Before I got pregnant with her, I did suffer two miscarriages back to back and I did a whole bunch of tests to make sure that everything was okay with me and with my husband and everything came out normal. But since I've had her, I have experienced some other complications along the way that I'm just like, listen, this is a blessing. It's a great big blessing, but this is going to be like my flag of just that's it. Yeah. This is going to be my last child because I would, it would really haunt me and it would torture me if I went through the same emotions and the same situations for my next child. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy and everything. Don't get me wrong, but definitely there's certain things that just push me back and I just, I can't be super, super happy. I can't do all the things I wanted to do because I'm just, I'm at a high risk. Right. You're worried. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when are you due? I am due the end of July. Oh, not long. No. Not long at all. No, it took me up to uh, five months for me to even tell my kid and to tell my family members. Yeah. I know um, I personally have never had a miscarriage, but I know it's tremendously hard on everyone. Yeah. So I'm happy that you have a sweet baby that is due in July and that things, even though you're having a little bit of struggles, but you're doing well. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Thank you so much for saying that. It, it is a struggle. And I do know there's plenty of women out there that suffer and, and that have miscarriages. And it's very common. And God bless, their, God bless their hearts because it's not easy. For me, since I do have the Lord and I do pray a lot, I have been able to accept the miscarriages like it is what it is, like it's God's plan. Mm -hmm. But I know that my husband, even though he's a godly person as well, I think he took it pretty bad. He started crying and, you know, he started saying all these things that I was just like, I I accepted it, you know, because all children end up going to heaven. So, you know, I just, I don't, I don't see it as bad, but yes, it does suck. And, you know, it is what it is, but it just makes you stronger. I think it made me strong. Yeah. And I mean, you can have so much faith and something like that just destroy you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, I'm proud of you for not letting that destroy you and for you to look at it from a different aspect. Thank you. Yeah. I know that wasn't easy. No, it wasn't. But uh, like you said, you know, I definitely it it comes down to having a lot of faith. Mm -hmm. And I sure do have a lot of faith, my Lord. So, yes. So why do you think that stepson was more apt to you parenting him? Like, for instance, my stepkids, they didn't like me telling them to brush their teeth. They didn't like me telling them to clean up anything. And. It may have been the way I said it. It may have been the fact that they didn't have those responsibilities prior to me being here. It may have just been because it came from me and not their dad. And I'm curious, 
why you think that, I know this is just speculation, but why you think that your stepson was open to you parenting him? Do you think it might have been lack of parenting from his mom or the fact that he knew that his dad had your back with whatever you told him? Come to think about it, I think both of them. I think his mom lacked a lot in doing the little things that I I was able to fulfill. Mm-hmm. And also just my stepson, you know, knowing that his dad did have my back. His dad never told me I couldn't do anything or, or punish him in any way. Once, once I spoke to him and I said, listen, this is what we have to do. He's like, okay. And then there's times that I tell him, you deal with it. You know, that's your son. He needs to hear it from your mouth. It can't always be from me. And right. he does. And he does. So we're always attacked. We're, we're always like a, a team over here. Mm-hmm. And honestly, he likes it. I had asked him a while ago, you know, when he was a little bit younger and he understood. And he's like, no, I like that you're that you're on top of things, you know, that, that I would help him. He likes the structure. Yeah, he definitely does. And, um, you know, that's something that his mom lacks, definitely lacks 100%. Mm-hmm. And his father, he's just very busy. He's always doing so many other things and he has his own business. So I basically control everything with the kid. Mm-hmm. So you've never had a situation where we're just going to call your stepson little Johnny. You've never had a situation where you told little Johnny, you can't play on your phone for an hour or you can't play on the iPad for an hour because you didn't do whatever I told you to. And your husband come in and say, Oh, he's not, that's okay. He can play on it. No, I've never had that situation, but I have had a situation where I tell my stepson, you know, you're not allowed to be on the computer, you Mm -hmm. know, for the weekend. Then his dad comes along and then he'll probably say something. And when I look at him and he's on the computer I'm just like saying, oh, what did I tell you? And he's like, oh, but dad said that I could be on it for like 20 minutes. And, you know, I'll I'll talk to my husband and I'll say, listen, we have to put more rules and more structure to him because obviously he knows how to manipulate both situations. And we only have them every other week. Mm -hmm. So it's very hard to really give him a punishment for him to learn from. He's getting off way too easy. And as he's getting older, he knows how to trick the system. Because uh-huh. at his mom's house, he gets to do whatever the hell he wants. And then with us, it's just he has to be on his tiptoes and making sure that he gets things done. But then, you know, he gets punished and then he starts having a meltdown because he doesn't have his electronics. And I'm just the electronics is like horrible, it's horrible for the kids. <laughs> yeah. So how do you handle that when? He starts having that meltdown. Is that when you tell dad, okay, you need to step in so you don't flip out on him? Or do you just say, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but you didn't do whatever. So this is your consequence. Definitely. I'm, I talk to him. I'm more passive when I speak to him. So I just like to get my point across. So definitely if that does happen, you know, I just talk to him and say, hey, you know, listen. You're only going to, you've gotten punished because you did this and that, or you didn't do certain things. And that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And I speak to him like that. And I say, luckily, you're so lucky that your father's not hearing this because if he were to come to you right now, 
you already know the words that would be coming out of your father's mouth because he screams at him. He like yells at him. Yeah. You know, I tried to avoid so many situations where I tell the kid do certain things before his dad sees him. He doesn't, he does, he won't listen to me right there and then. And then guess what? That comes along and starts bitching at him away. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, you got it. You, you asked for it. You asked for it because I try to help you. Right. That's what I was going to say is you try to come across as I'm trying to help you versus Absolutely. I'm telling you what to do. Yep. Yep. Like you might want to pick up those clothes before your dad gets in. Absolutely. Yep. So I do want to back up. Sorry, I jumped ahead on myself. When you had said no computers or no electronics for the weekend and dad said he could play it for 20 minutes, you know, that's normal in nuclear families. I used to play my mom and dad like that. I knew not to ask my mom certain things because she would tell me no, but I knew my dad would say yes. Right. So when you put little Johnny on restriction from electronics for the weekend, do you let dad know or dad just kind of forgotten that situation? Definitely dad forgotten the situation, but there's also times that even I think it's a little bit too much. Okay. My, like I said, in the very beginning, my kid is very advanced. Mm -hmm. So if you tell him you have to read for a whole hour, he will follow through and he will read that whole hour. Mm -hmm. If you tell him, get your homework done, he will do all his homework Mm -hmm. and he'll get it done pretty fast because he's super, super intelligent. Mm -hmm. So it's so hard for me to stick with a real big punishment because he's such a good kid. So it's like, Sure, you know, if, if his dad allowed him to be on the computer or whatever for 20 minutes, I, I don't get that upset. I trust me that that's like, okay, it is what it is. That's my mentality for a lot of things. And I let it go. I let mm-hmm. it go because it's just not my child. It's not my own child. So, right. you know, if his dad wants to baby him and, you know, soften him a little bit, go right ahead. Just know that I tried. And, you know, if he fails or if he doesn't turn in the schoolwork after I just made him do it, his dad will have to deal with him. And then he's going to have to hear from his dad's mouth. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you talk about how great of a kid he is. And it sounds like he is a great kid. He is, but he has his moments. You know, I, I think his innocence went out the door a long time ago for me, you know, like, uh, I found out since I told you that uh, I control his cell phone and I oversee a lot of the things. Sometimes I read his messages with his friends just to make sure that everything's okay and PG. I have found certain things that, you know, at a 10-year-old, you wouldn't even think (laughs) that he would be saying or doing to a girl. And your husband's okay with you checking his phone yeah i am the i am the account holder (laughs) yeah i you know so whenever we have a situation he'll call me he'll be like hey babe the kid lost his phone on the bus can you track it down i'll log into the icloud you know and i'll find it and that's how we communicate you know but yeah since his dad is so busy i definitely control all of that i control his time frames and all that stuff so if you see something that stepson is saying to mm-hmm. some some little girl, mm-hmm. keeping in mind he's 10 years old and you find yeah. it inappropriate, do you tell dad or do you talk to stepson on your own? Absolutely. No, no, no. So this one time, 
I did find that my stepson was telling a girl that he wanted to, I don't know if I could really say this. Do the nasty. Yeah, do the nasty. And that was just a shocker. I almost threw up. I was like shocked. When I saw all these messages back, like back to back, I was sick to my stomach, honestly. And I just told my husband, you need to come see this. We, I took it outside because obviously we had him that week. Mm-hmm. So I talked to him outside and I said, you just got to look through all these messages. He's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I was like, just go through this shit. I, I just, you know what? This is sickening. Yeah. Don't make you me tell handle you. handle this. Yeah. So he went through everything and boy, oh boy, was he in for a good surprise because he definitely got punished for over a whole month and change. Well, when he would be with us, he definitely mm-hmm. didn't have his phone or anything like that. And, um, and yeah, it was, uh, it made us restrict them even more. So he can't even Google anything. You know, he has to ask us permissions to Google anything, <laughs> even if it has to do with school. Yeah. He's just, yeah, he, like I said, he's very advanced. He knows, but then he acts like he doesn't know. So. Yeah, he's innocence, not going to tell you. <laughs> yeah, no. So his innocence went out the door a long time ago. And then that's. It sucks because, like I said, he and I have this type of relationship that he comes to me for everything. But during these time frames, he never told me any any of this stuff mm-hmm. or anything that the other kids were him or harassing him. And, you know, it's just like, why didn't he come to me? Maybe we could have handled that situation differently. Right. But um, he just thought that he knew. And that he could get away with it. And nope, he mm-hmm. did not get away with it. And it restricted him a lot more. And um, so, yeah, so no, his innocence went out the door. I love him dearly. He's very intelligent. He's a very advanced kid. But at the same time, I've been noticing that he's slacking a lot because he's so lazy. Like, it's just the little things that just hates me. And then I have to say to my mind, not your kid, not your problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I got that from you. <laughs> yeah. I actually learned that from you. So I do a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> not your kid, not your responsibility. Absolutely. You know, and that's what comes to me because, you know, it's just simple things. He'll be like, oh, I can't find the remote control. And the remote control is like underneath his pillow. And I'm like, did you look? Yeah, I looked. And I'm like, no, you didn't. Go look again. And then he'll come to me t- 15 minutes later and he'll be like, Jen, I really can't find this remote control, I'm like, if I find it, what's going to happen to you? He'll look at me like with this face and he's like, hold on, let me go check again. (laughs) You know, so it's, he's just, he is something. He is something. It sounds like he's a normal kid. My son does that too. Where's my belt? I can't find my belt. Well, I don't know what you did with it, but I can walk in his room and find it in five seconds flat. Yes, yes, yes. But I mean, I love him in a way because he's shown me so much patience and like how to deal with a child. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I'm kind of ready for my little girl. But yeah, it's it's definitely um, a learning tool with him, especially that he's just super advanced. Like I said, I mean, he'll learn how to hack into VPNs, hack into Wi-Fi's. It's mm-hmm. crazy. It's crazy the things that he could do, but then he'll forget to take a test at school. And it's just like, come on. So you realize that stepson is not all sweet and innocent. 
Correct. Kids today have access to stuff that we did not have access to. This is true. This is where we found all these things and him hacking into, um, you know, how you could download these apps on your phone, especially if you have an iPhone to create like a random number and you could have like three minutes, like three free minutes. So he would download all these apps and he would try to stalk or or scare a girl saying, <sighs> oh, I'm, 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 he, he'll be like, oh, is that you in that dress? And the girl's like freaking out. And then she's like, no, who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm right behind you. And like, just weird, just like weird shit, you know? Just messing with them. Yeah, messing with them. But I said, that's not a joke. You don't joke around like that, especially with girls. You just don't do that. You just don't. I don't know who taught him all these things. You said that you pay for his phone. Yeah, we do. So when you take his phone from him for punishment, does mm-hmm. he take the phone to buy a mom's? So there has been situations where he doesn't. And then recently he did. And the only reason why he did was because we were just talking about him doing some tests that he had to do for reading mm-hmm. in school. And he he really lacked off this entire semester, well, up to now, because I wasn't on top of him. This school year, I told him, I actually had the conversation. I said, listen, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. And you're going to have to follow through and do all your homework and stuff like that. And every single time he would come home, I'll be like, oh, did you do all your homework? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't check, mm-hmm. you know. So I would give him the benefit of the doubt, like just saying it is what it is. And um, recently, he told me that he needed to verify if he had some homework online and I was using his computer. So I was like, okay, no worries. I'll check for you. And it just happened to be that he had access to all these things. And when I questioned him about, you know, that specific reading quiz, he's like, oh, I didn't do it. And I haven't done one since January. And I'm just like, what? And I would always be pushing it. You know, every weekend that he would be here, I'll be like, hey, did you do an AR? Did you do this? Did you do that? He's like, oh, no. Or he'll give me the runaround or he'll say yes. So he lies. You know, but he lies about the most dumbest things. You know, he doesn't even lie like like how I, how I used to lie to my parents, you know? Yeah. He just, he just lies about the, the most weirdest things about school. And that's where we got involved. And he didn't have his phone that week with us. And then coming to the mom's weekend, she had him for summer, for spring break. And, you know, we're just like saying this, as long as he reads and as long as he does what he needs to do for school, why not? Just give it back to him. So I limited, I gave him three hours every day for when he was at his mom's house. And do you think he's stuck with that? No, I don't think he's stuck with that because he has a computer over there. But I did speak to her and I told her that it would be great if she could continue with the punishment, you know, just so that he understands and he learns a lesson. And she agreed with me. But I know, we all know Uh (laughs) that. It goes in one ear, not the other, you know, because yeah. she doesn't want to seem like the bad guy. She never does. I mean, she's even introduced him at a younger age. I think by eight, by eight years old, she even told him one morning she fell asleep and she didn't wake up on time if he wanted to skip school and not go to school just because she didn't want to wake up and take him to school. 
And we found out because we had asked him, hey, you miss school? And she, he's like, yeah. And, I'll, and I, you know, innocently at that age, he told me the truth. He's like, oh, yeah, because my mom didn't want to wake up. Yeah. Well, I don't want to wake up either sometimes, but you've got responsibilities. <laughs> That's all we tell him. And we we show him, me and, his, me and my husband, we show him what it is to be fully responsible and to have a nice house and to buy whatever he wants and for us to get whatever we want. And it's just called, you know, being a responsible parent. We just, being a responsible adult, period. Yes. But uh, yeah, with his mom, it's 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 a loose cannon. She could agree with me many times over the phone, but is she really following through? No, I don't think so. We all don't think so. Yeah. But what can we do? Nothing. <laughs> That's it. Nothing. Exactly. Well, at least she seemed open to it instead of telling you, oh, you're not going to tell me what I'm going to do with my kid. You know, even though she may not have done it, at least she wasn't rude to you when you told her about it. <laughs> yeah, no, she actually, I was actually surprised with what she told me when I told her what was going on over here. I had wrote to her and I was like, hey, do you have a moment? She's like, yeah, absolutely. So I called her and I told her what's going on because I also had issues with my dog at the time. And she knows I'm pregnant. So, you know, I just said, listen, there's just too much things going on. And I need I need your support when he goes to your house. And I need you to know what's going on. And I told her, I don't want you to feel like I'm stepping on anybody's toes. But, you know, I found this out that he wasn't taking this test or whatnot. And so many times I've asked him. And he would always lie to me. So just letting you know that he knows how to manipulate the situation. And, you know, he'll tell you he's doing something. and he tells us he's doing an, another thing. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, no, you know, we, we don't know what you do for a kid. And she respects that, that, that she knows that I have good intentions for the kid. But this is the first time she's ever even told me that. So I was like, well, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for noticing and, you know, for telling me that, that that really makes me feel good. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is something that I've wanted from her from a very long time, just to have an open relationship, because I think that's what we should all have. We should have an open relationship. If the kids get over here, it needs to follow through for like another week over there. And then when he comes back, maybe we could take off punishment. But it just can't always be like one week over here and one week over there because he's, he's never going to learn. He's always going to get off the hook. Right. When he lies, do mm -hmm. you punish him for lying? Yes and no. I want to say yes, because definitely we talk about it. And, you know, the only punishment that we could really do, well, that I could really think of, is just taking away the electronics, either the computer or the cell phone. Mm -hmm. So there's times that I do take that away. But then there's times that it's just, he's going to always lie. I mean, I, I used to lie to my parents all the time, and it was even worse. <laughs> I was a very bad kid. So you're just thankful he's not acting like you did. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, he just about the most dumbest things about school and stuff. I used to lie about hanging out with certain people, you know, and, and doing bad things or going night clubbing at 14, 15 years old. So, I mean, I just think about it like, you know what? It, it is what it is. You know, I, I just I have to choose my battles. And the ones that really come to me are the ones if he's failing school or, you know, if he's doing the hacking with the girl, saying bad things to girls or his friends, mm -hmm. that's where I get more involved. But if it's just like dumb lies, like, 
oh, I picked up my room, but then he really didn't pick up his room. Like, no, I'm not going to punish you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, you have to pick your battles. Mm-hmm. I sure do. I have to think about which one's the, which one's the one that's going to give me most headaches and which one isn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just go with that. So you're excited about this baby. He was excited till he found out it's a girl. Hopefully yeah. he will be excited again once the baby arrives because he's going to be mm-hmm. the best big brother. He is. He He's already a big brother to another baby sister from his mom's side. Mm-hmm. So he really wanted a boy because it would like level him with with having a boy at our house and then having a girl at his mom's. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, no, I mean, hopefully he does get excited. I mean, he did ask me when she was due and I told him and when I had asked him, why is he asking me? He literally just said, oh, why? I can't know when my baby sister's going to be born <laughs> with like the sass. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, of course you can know, you know, I just. I don't know. I just didn't think he would be interested. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully he gets more excited as the time being. But I know it's going to be a shift because it's always been all about him. You know, he's been the only child all this all these years in our house. Mm-hmm. So I know it's going to it's going to change a couple of things. I mean, I do see him um saying certain things like saying like he doesn't want to um, share toys with his baby sister at his grandparents house you know just certain little things like that that I'm just like hmm hopefully that 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 feeling doesn't last that long since he is getting older once the kids get older they're not even going to care about the toys or anything like that yes but it does it does concern me just a little bit because I feel like there is going to be a big shift in his life that is not always going to be about the kid. No, it's not always going to be about him no more. You know, we're going to have to think about and care about another little baby. Yeah. I would suggest that you make sure that he's a part of things. For instance, do you want to help me pick out her clothes or even let him feed her just so he feels a part of it and then still allow time for him to do stuff with his dad by himself and with you by himself mm-hmm. even. Yeah. Even if it's just, hey, I've got to run to the store and get diapers. Do you want to go with me while dad stays here with the baby or vice versa? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's uh, that's uh, definitely that's a great idea to keep, keep in mind because, uh, yeah, I, I don't want him to feel left out. That has always been a concern. And um I kind of was happy when I did find out I was not having a girl because I just said, well, now he still gets to do the same things like the boy thinks with his dad and have that bond with his dad. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. And he needs so, that alone time with you too, because he's had that time in the past. And yeah, if fine. all of a sudden you're too busy with the baby to pay him attention, he is going to feel left out. And then all it'll take is by a mom saying, oh, they've got a new family. They don't want you there. True, 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 true. And that's definitely not what I want and not what I plan to do. But yeah, you're right. I'm going to take that into a big consideration, you know, to try to always include him. Mm -hmm. Even though I always do because I always plan the entire year in advance. So since I knew when I'm going to have the baby or around the time, I was like, well, don't worry because we'll have you that week. 
you know, you're going to be with us that week. So you get to meet her and you don't have to, you know, it will be perfect. And, and, and then I already told him for Christmas, on Christmas morning, we're going to have you. So you get to have her first Christmas for Thanksgiving. You're going to have her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I always think of him, especially when, you know, when I am planning for the baby shower as well. I did plan it on the week that we're going to have him. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. That's just how I am. I always try to include him. If we go on a vacation, I always make sure he lands on our week for us to even book the vacation. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I never do things out of spite or just, oh, me and my husband will do it alone. Like we've had our alone times. And since the very beginning, I mean, when we first started dating for Valentine's Day, I remember his mom had asked, hey, do you want me to take care of the kid for Valentine's Day? And we're like, no, he could have Valentine's with us. Mm-hmm. You know, and when we when we made our, our one year anniversary of being married, we had him that week and I didn't want it any other di- I didn't want it any other way because I ended up telling him I was pregnant that time. Yeah. You know, that specific day. It was like planned from like the from a very long time ago mm-hmm. that I was like, OK, on our wedding anniversary, we're going to take him to Benihana's and we're going to tell him what, you know, and I bought him all these little toys and everything. And I made him a shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I always go above and beyond for him. I do keep doing that because that's something he'll notice. Yeah, because it'll be easy for you to go above and beyond for your daughter and stop doing so much for him, not intentionally. Like you won't even think about it. You'll just be shopping, and you might get little Johnny you know, a pair of socks, but you're getting your daughter 10 things and then he'll see that. Yeah. I mean, I did talk to him too. And I told him, Hey, since you are getting older, you know, the Christmas presents start shrinking, you mm-hmm. know? And he's like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, okay, just, just making sure that you understand because all he wants is money, money, money. And we normally always give him money, 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 but I mean, that's just not a lot of gifts to unwrap. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, no, definitely. I will I will try to always include him. I mean, I've been doing it for the most part, mm-hmm. but I will have that impact on my conscience, like to, you know, include him with the baby. Now, that I don't know how I'm going to feel because <laughs> I'm like a mama bear. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, but I will try. I and will and that's try. normal. That's normal that you're going to be like that, especially in the beginning. But, yeah. you know, maybe if you need to go, I don't know, if you need to go throw some clothes in the washing machine or something and you're feeding the baby, you can say, hey, you know, do you mind feeding her for me while I do this? You know, if you're comfortable with it, of course, don't do anything you're not comfortable with, but just to not make him feel excluded. And I do want to clarify, too, that a lot of times everybody talks about things being fair. And don't try to make things fair. You can't make things fair. You've got a 10-year-old, almost 11-year-old, and a baby. Yeah. You can't make it fair. How do you make it fair? He's going to get a driver's license in six years. She can't. Correct. So don't worry so much about things being fair, as much mm-hmm. as you feeling comfortable with how you're doing things, if that makes sense. Absolutely. That does make sense. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. We do. We get caught up in, oh, things have to be fair. Things have to be fair. 
And I joke because I say, oh, well, I guess if you've got a stepdaughter and you buy her tampons, you better go buy the stepson some too. Exactly. I mean, things aren't fair. Life's not fair. And even with me and my sisters, things weren't quote, quote, fair. I had higher expectations or my parents had higher expectations of me than they did my sisters. Yeah. Was that fair? Well, mm-hmm. it depends on how you look at it because I was capable of more in school than they were. True. True. And all yeah, kids are absolutely. different. So, you know, your fairness level can change. Yeah. But definitely don't beat yourself up about worrying about things being fair because I see a lot of stepmoms do that and they will kill themselves trying to keep things fair. Honestly, I, I know what you're saying and I'm not going to beat myself around it because there has been a talk since I have mentioned that, you know, I like to pick up and stuff and I've showed him how to use a mop and use a vacuum and all that stuff. I remember him saying, after I told him, you have to pick this up or vacuum this. He's like, oh, well, when, when the baby comes around, she's going to have to do this too. I said, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, the baby will have to pick up too because I'm going to teach all my kids how to pick up. I even teach my daughter how to pick up after himself. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> so, but in my mind, I was like, boy, by the time that she's already, you know, your age, you're going to be long gone. <laughs> yeah. So you're not even going to worry about it. And so imagine this three years from now, we'll say even four. Okay. You've got a 14, almost 15 year old and you've got a four year old. Mm-hmm. And the 14, 15 year old says, why am I the only one that has to clean up and do stuff? Why am I the only one that has to do the dishes? Because she's four. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She can't no, do dishes. Told, yeah, I even told him that since I came into his life at four years old, he didn't he didn't really pick up and do all the things that I have him doing now. It's just it's just, you know, I, I have him pick up after himself and definitely the bathroom that he uses because we don't use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. He's the only one using the bathroom. So, you know, I, I told him just the simple things of life that you, that you need to learn how to do because right. when you get older you're not gonna be like oh I don't know how to do this or iron my own clothes because you know what you had a very good nobody I learned very at a very young age when I wanted to go out with my friends my mom would always tell me if I if I cleaned the house vacuum mop and did the dishes and if I didn't do none of those things she wouldn't allow me to go out yeah there was I'm no like, question about it you did what yeah, you were told I'm not that hard on him because granted he's only 10, about to be 11 years old. But if he knows how to hack into VPNs and talk to girls the way that he is and his friends, trust me, he could use a mop and a broom and pick up after himself. Yep. That's exactly. all I'm saying. Yeah. We think, oh, our kids are too young to learn how to vacuum and mop. But at five years old, they can operate an iPad better than anybody. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's interesting, though, how you will look at things different with your bio daughter. And I don't know if we'll still be around in 10 years or not, but if we are, I want you back. And for you to (laughs) tell me the differences that you've seen with, you know, your blend and how you thought things would be the same with your daughter that they are with stepson, but they're not, or things that you thought would be different, but they're not, they're the same. True. Yeah, no, I have heard you. I, I listen to your podcast 
all the time. I've listened to all of them already. <laughs> so I have you, I have heard you say that before, that it's definitely different, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I heard so many moms on here that say that it's just, it, it really is different from your bio to your step, you know, and it's just, it is what it is. But It um, is. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, Hopefully you guys are around for the next 10 years because maybe I'm going to need to continue listening <laughs> to a couple <laughs> more as I have my own child to know how to, you know, mix with the blends. Yes. And then you can share your story and help others. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I would love to. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for being a guest and sharing your story with us. And we are so excited about you bringing a little baby into the world in a few months. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, she's going to be spoiled rotten. <laughs> yeah, she will. I mean, no pun intended, but yeah, she will. <laughs> oh, I'm sure she will. I have no doubt. Because you already spoiled se- stepson. I really have. I, mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah, I, I sure do. With every with every party, with every little electronics, with the latest things, with clothes, everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean... I'm up for it. <laughs> I, I get it, girl. My son's spoiled rotten. Yeah. Yeah. Were you like that with your with your stepsons as well? No. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've got to think, though, when I came in the picture, they were 999 and Avery had just turned 11. I keep saying 999 and 10, but Avery had just turned 11. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I would go buy them stuff, but two, there were four of them. So I couldn't go buy five Nintendo Switches or whatever it was at the time. Yeah. But, you know, if I was shopping somewhere and I saw um, at the checkout, I'd get them their favorite candy bar. Or at Christmas, Mm -hmm. David usually took care of what they wanted for Christmas, and they would tell him what they wanted. But I would do the stocking stuffers and things like that. Yeah. I mean, that four four is a lot. (laughs) Yes. And, And you do have to be fair when it comes to that, you can't come home with one candy bar and there's five yeah. kids, yeah. you know. So if I did something for Jackson, I tried to do it the weeks that David's kids were not here. Yeah. But I know, yeah. too, now this is something that you might end up dealing with with your little girl. Mm-hmm. Is she may say, well, how come little Johnny gets two Christmases? I should get more for Christmas because he gets Christmas here and he gets Christmas at his mom's. See, things can't always be fair. Right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know that that's like a rude awakening for me in the future. But my my biggest worry when I think about things like that is for her to say, I want my brother to be here on Christmas morning. Because for like Christmas morning to me is everything. I love yes. the holidays. So mm-hmm. I love to put on Christmas music, put on our pajamas you know, open gifts and record everybody. That's just like a tradition I've always had with my family. Mm-hmm. So when I came into their life, I would always do it. But I've been actually doing the way that I've wanted to do, like always do the mornings with just whoever's here. So like, for instance, we always switch off every other year. So um, when I don't have my stepson, I do Christmas morning with me, my husband and my dog. Mm-hmm. And I spoil rot and my dog. Yeah. So we continue, you know, we're, we're always going to continue that. Just don't want my daughter to, you know, feel so alone and wanting a sibling. You know, that that's my biggest fear. But honestly, I just, 
I don't think I'm going to have another one. If anything, I'll have more dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so she could have her little siblings there. We did move Christmas several times. We would wait and do, we would do Christmas Eve on Christmas Day if we got the kids back on Christmas Day. And then we would do Christmas the day after. That way we could do our traditions and stuff. And nobody knows. You know, it's it's just shifting the days every once in a while. So everybody can participate. And it used to bother yeah. me in the beginning with Jackson not having him Christmas morning. And then I'm like, you know what? No, I'm not going to let this bother me. I'm mm-hmm. going to still, when I get him, that's going to be our Christmas Eve. Correct. And then we'll do Christmas morning because I wanted to do the Santa thing, you know. Oh, look what Santa brought you, even though he never believed in Santa. But right. that way I could go look and, you know, put all the toys out and all that great stuff. So we still did that. We just may have been a day late or a week early. It just depended. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody has their routines and stuff like that. To me, I just feel like I'm... I don't think I'm going to switch it so much and just continue doing it since we've already been doing it. You know, when I don't have my stepson right. every other uh, every other year, me and my husband, when we still open up our gifts and then when we do have the kid in the afternoon, he'll open his by himself. And he's totally fine with it because he doesn't even care what we have, you know, right. <laughs> or what we get. Right. And, you know, too, you will want some memories with your daughter. That stepson's not there and that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You got this, girl. You got this. I got it. (laughs) Don't think too far down the road because you can worry yourself to death, but you seem like a great person that's really grounded and that you know what emotional weight to put on things when and where, and so that it's going to help you with the blend when you have this baby. Well, thank you so much, Lori. Thank you for everything. Thanks for having me. This is my first podcast, so hopefully (laughs) I exceeded. You did great. You did great. All right. Good. But um, thank you so much for having me. And I'm really looking forward to hearing more of your podcast and even getting back here in a couple more years. Sounds great. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We got two more ideas to help you with your summer vacations. All right. What are they? Number one. Make sure to pack everybody headphones (laughs) and their own iPad, iPod, phone, whatever, their tablet. Chargers. (laughs) Chargers. Get the noise-canceling headphones. (laughs) Yes. The only bad thing about that is when you have the noise-canceling headphones on, you start talking louder to everybody. (laughs) That is true, but it's better than hearing 15 different things on a phone or iPad or a tablet going off at the same time. That's true. Okay. Number two, if you have more than one child with you, let each child choose an activity within reason to do on that vacation. That way, everybody gets to do something they want. Yep. Don't do them all first day. (laughs) No. (laughs) Spread it out. All right. Tip number three. (laughs) I know I said two, but we're going with three. Remind the kids that during this vacation, there needs to be some relaxation time. Mm -hmm. And that you're not going to be go, 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 go the whole time. But that you'll do one or two or even three, whatever, fun activities a day. So just talk to them about that before you go. So they know that Lolo going to need a nap. I was going to say, taking a nap is a fun activity, (laughs) y'all. 
It is for me. <laughs> but, you know, going and going and going, it, it wears me out. Since I said earlier, previous podcast, I am an introvert. Yeah, it does. So being around all these people and all that stuff, just Calgon, take me away is all I got to say. Well, I've always been a fan of like, if you're going to do a two-week vacation, then do something with the kids for a week and then do something without them for a week. Uh, that's just, I've always Some been people a, can't do that. I understand that. But you need to recharge yourself. It's not just about taking the kids somewhere and being all stressed out, blowing a bunch of money, and then coming back busted and disgusted. Busted and disgusted. I got an idea. Take that money from the second trip, the second week vacation, mm-hmm. and hire a nanny and take her with you on your first trip. <laughs> hey, we took a babysitter with us one time. You did. I didn't. Oh, I mean, I didn't take the babysitter by myself and go on vacation. It wasn't while we were together. No. In a previous marriage. I thought you there was nobody but me, David Sims. I'm having flashbacks now. Oh, Lord. Anyway, yeah. She done me wrong so many times. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we did. I asked the babysitter, I was like, you want to go to Florida with us? I'll pay for, you know, your food and all this. I mean, good grief. You, you already got a place that you're staying that, you know, you can put somebody on the couch or whatever. I don't remember where they stayed. So it was easy. Easy peasy. Yep. But that's a great, um, that's a great tip there. Honey. And even if you can't afford to take two week-long vacations, again, take five days with your kids. Take a weekend for yourself. Yeah. Just to get away from the house and relax and not have to deal. Yeah, vacations are almost like Christmas. People feel like they have to go out and spend a bunch of money, put themselves in debt, and then after a few weeks Later, they're like, <laughs> we shouldn't have done this. Now we got to pay for it and all that. But, um, yeah, do what works for you. But you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. Figure out what, what's going to work for you and your family. That's right. All right, folks. I'm done, done, done. All right. Like a turkey on Thanksgiving with the little red popper popping out. <laughs> is that what that is? All right, folks, join us again next week. And remember, life is good when you nacho. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.